Hello, it's Diane Munoz, and welcome back. We are in season two, episode three of Sacred Soul Talk. Okay, you guys, I have a very special guest today who, when I heard his story, it's like one of those moments in your life where you're just reminded, like, don't judge a book by his story. It's inspiring. It's transformative. And he's going to share it in a minute. <laughs> but I'm going to introduce him right now, Tony Cortez, the Conqueror. What's up, guys? <laughs> Thank you for having me. Yes, definitely. Thank you so much. He's a pro fighter. We're going to be getting into his story. Okay, so Tony, I have a little ritual that I do when I start my podcast. And I like to start off with a little grounding, a little manifestation, a little prayer. Okay? So what I'm going to start with is I have this little prayer box. So the prayer box could be replaced with manifestation box, goal box, whatever you choose. So I'm going to do a three-card reading. I'm going to pull three cards. and I'm going to give a little reading. So whatever spirit comes into play for people to know right now is going to come up. And then I'm going to have you grab a card. Right. Okay? And then we'll do a, a little mini reading, and we're going to call in that spirit's going to come through and whatever message comes through it's going to touch move and inspire everybody who ever watches this video do it meanwhile i do that i'm going to have you open the prayer box a little pin inside mm -hmm. and what i want you to do whatever right now is in your heart whatever right now is in your soul that you really want to manifest or call in you're going to write it down okay and look you're going to put it underneath this white candle so every one of my guests has this is like our prayer altar so this is like my super quantum leap manifestation prayer area. So every prayer here, we're sending good juju that all of these come manifesting. Quantum mm. leaping timelines. Okay, so here's your prayer box. Meanwhile. Oh, okay. So before that, we're going to do a small little um, prayer. Okay. okay. So I'm going to have everyone in the room including my guest and my audio guy, close their eyes. I'm going to ground everybody. Just like a torture. <laughs> okay. Okay, I'm going to have everyone take a deep breath in. Deep breath out. Okay, I'm going to ask that everybody leave behind anything heavy from the week, from the day, from the month, even from this year. I want you to relax your shoulders, your eyebrows, your jaw, your hands. I want you to just drop into your body. I want you to feel where you hold your anxiety, where you hold your emotions, where you hold your worry, your stress. Feel where you are stiff. And I'm going to have you take a deep breath in. You're going to hold it at the top. And then when I say breathe out, you're going to breathe out all of that heaviness, all of the negativity, all of the tightness, all of the stress. 
Take a deep breath in. Deep, 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 deep. Hold it. We're going to anchor it in. And now remember, I'm going to have you blow out anything heavy that's on you right now. Blow it out. Release, 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 release. We're releasing. On the next deep breath in, I'm going to have you breathe in peace, love, tranquility, healing light that's going to cascade you and bathe you in your highest truth, in clarity, that you can connect on a deeper level with your highest self, with your truth, with your inner knowing. Take a deep breath in, breathe in love, breathe in peace, breathe in tranquility, hold it, anchor it in. I want you to anchor in yourselves, all of that peace, all of the tranquility, let it anchor in, drop into your body, release, Release anything that's not serving you, anything heavy, anything that's coming to your mind that needs to be released out of your mind, your soul, your memories. Let that shit go. I'm going to take another deep breath in. And on this deep breath, I want you to breathe in your manifestations. I want you to visualize your goals where you see yourself five years from now, 10 years from now. We're going to call that in. We're going to call in our higher selves. Dear Heavenly Father, dear God, dear universe, dear love, dear ancestors, only our ancestors of the highest light. We call in our future self five years from now, 10 years from now, 15 years from now. We call upon you and we draw upon you to be here today as Tony Cortez and I sit united where two or three or more are gathered you say that you are there in quantum physics where two or three or more energies are aligned they are amplified we stand here to touch move and inspire we ask that you come through and remove all ego, all pride, that we can sit here as merely vessels to serve, that everything that comes out of our mouth is what is needed to be heard today, next week, next month, next year. This YouTube video is going to be here forever. And at whatever time you are watching this video, there is no coincidences. There is zero coincidences in God's life, in the universe, zero coincidences. You were drawn to this video. There's a message for you today. Take what resonates and leave behind what doesn't. Take what resonates and leave behind what doesn't. And I want you to grab that little message and you're going to take it into the rest of your day to day, into the rest of your week, into the rest of your life. Take what you resonate in life in regards to people, places, events, and situations. And what doesn't 
leave it behind. Don't have any judgments. Leave it alone. Life is so much easier when we take what resonates. We ask for a beautiful, white, warm light over every single person in this room right now. We block any evil light. We block any negative entities, any evil, anything demonic. You are rebuked and you are binded. You are not even allowed in this space. May we only resonate love and light and a message that is here to change lives forever. We're going to take another deep breath in. Breathe it in. We're going to bring up our energy levels. Light, 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 love, 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 love. Blow it out. Release anything heavy, anything that's not serving you. And bring us back into the room. That was cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like that. That's literally my favorite part of the day. I'm always like, I need to be doing this every day of my life. It felt good. Yeah. Low, did you get any visions? Mm, like future. Yeah. yeah, like my future. Awesome. Okay, let's get the little thing. I'm going to pull three cards, everybody. Uh, Tony Cortez is manifesting his dreams. We are sending nothing but good juju, love and light. Faith, prayers. All right, you guys, I'm going to pull three cards. And whatever message is supposed to be said today is going to come through. I'm going to channel in. Whatever visions that I get, I'll be staring to the left. When I stare to the left, that's where the channeling comes through. All right. Okay, first card, you guys, is Arcturian. Arcturian is gifted at divination and channeling. What are we doing right now? And Tony and I had a conversation earlier when I was getting ready, and we were talking about intuition. Remember? Yeah, I do. So look at, here we go. Look at the message coming in. Gifted at divination and channeling. Leader in communities and workplaces here to advance and innovate. That's badass. <laughs> That's perfect. That's exactly what I was thinking yeah. before. Yes. Okay. So we have that. Okay. So we were speaking earlier about how, how did, how do, um, shoot, what's the word? What's the word when you're comparing two things? Oh, shit. Discerning? Discerning, that yeah. word. <laughs> uh, we were speaking earlier about how to discern um, what is for you and what isn't. So I was explaining how, you know, your your intuition will feel icky. Like, it, there'll be this, like, gnawing, almost like if someone's 
punches you in the stomach or if somebody has like bricks and they put it on your shoulders like there's always something off when you're feeling something off that's always God so I was just telling him like you know every day I tell God if it's from you bless it if it's not block it and God be blocking shit all the fucking time like no 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 Deanne screw it okay next card Source of light and positivity to others. Achieving personal growth and wisdom, your inner strength inspires others. I feel like this one's for, this whole message I feel is for Tony. (laughs) (laughs) Literally, okay, source of light. That's what I got. Source of light, and I thought of you. You're here, right? You're here to be the source of light and positivity to others. Personal growth, wisdom, your inner strength, the story you're about to tell. You're one of the strongest people I know. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay, next one. I'm done. <laughs> I'm just a genius. <laughs> legacy. The legacy that you're going to leave behind. That's badass. Being the light that you are now, by changing your story into who you're standing for. Achieving great things and abundance. Your purpose is to leave a legacy, living the highest quality of life. Bam. Yeah. Bam. Bam. Okay, you guys, this was for Tony. Arcturian, source of light, legacy. Okay, so let me see. What, I'm going to tell you what I see in here. So I'm seeing this soul and and i'm seeing all the the hair the craziness the wires the darkness and it's in the head so like voices memories feelings like visions there's a lot in the head and and the soul though like he's this beautiful white color like this kind of aura that's even this little glow down here and i feel like that's the perfect yin yang What, what people do not understand, and this is a vision I've had before, is people who's, I always say are the crazy ones, because I think I'm a crazy one, you know, hmm. and I feel like the craziness in the head, the darkness, the anger, like, like, I feel like all of that is unchanneled visions, energy that people haven't taught us how to channel it into being a vessel for visions. So a lot of times, like, and I, and I have, I'm a huge advocate that people on medication, um, I think, I feel like a lot of the biggest healers in the world are locked up in Bellevue in New York. That's the biggest psych ward that is around. Um, and they just have them, like, doped up on medication. There, it was a doctor once in Peru, right? And he wanted to prove, it was like a part of a village. So he wanted to prove that um, mental illness was just merely people who, chant, like channelers who have some hardcore like visionary stuff or healers that they don't know what everything means. So people can, they didn't know how to express certain things. So he pulled out like, I think two of like the craziest people in there asked the family for permission, took them down to Peru, literally put them in like this little like um, Inca tribe and trained them to be medicine men. Within a year, both of them had zero 
mental illness left mm -hmm. and they became the two most powerful medicine men in the whole entire village. Wow. And they went on to change the entire world to teach people. Um, they just had to learn what was what all that darkness was in the head, mm -hmm. you know, and then also understanding there's demons and how they come in. So it's like learning to make that darkness your friend. Mm. You know, like like I can go into my darkness at any time. You know, I've been there a million times. Like, what's up? <laughs> what's up, Satan? Like, Satan's just like, this bitch ain't afraid of me. <laughs> mm. I'm like, no, why would I be? Without you, I wouldn't be here. Right? We were talking about that earlier. Mm -hmm. So that so it is the gratitude. So that's what's coming in for me when I'm looking at the Arcturian. Source of light. So the darkness, the craziness, the anger, everything that's, that's in our heads is really the complete opposite. Without the darkness, there cannot be light, right? Like how can you be someone's greatest source of light if you've never experienced dark? So you can only be as light as dark as you've gone. So it's really interesting when I meet people and people, and I always ask people, like, you never wanted to blow your brains out? And people are like, what the fuck, Dad? Like, no. And I'm like, you seriously? They're never? lying. No, I'm telling you right now. <laughs> and I'm like, you're kidding me. I'm like, I thought everyone has. But there's a lot of people that never thought of it and never would. Really? And I'm in awe of them. But it also makes me understand it better because... Some like those people are always like, damn, Deanne, like you're so light, like you're so love, like you're so positive. And I'm like, only because I know the opposite. And that shit fucking scares me. Mm -hmm. Like for me to get to that dark place, like I want to blow my brains out. Mm -hmm. So there is, it's like the complete polarity of it. So that's why I feel like, you know, us being who we are, like influencing and touching people's lives, it's because that dark place is like we've been there. So as deep, it's like the complete opposite, right? You have the zero on a scale. When one side goes down, the other one goes in the same level. And I feel like two people that have never experienced suicide, I'm like, well, you can never talk to me or inspire me because you haven't been there, right? Wow. So people who want to commit suicide, like, I understand you fuckers. Like, you go dark, but that also means you go higher than the people who never thought of it can. They yeah. can only access happiness and light for such, like, at the same level, they've gone dark, and they haven't really, really gone that dark. Yeah, but that's really cool. Yeah, so that's why I'm. I, I was seeing the darkness, and then the light. Right, the lights with inside that little voice that's like, "You shouldn't pull the trigger, bitch." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, and and I, and I explained it like that because when I was 26, I was my third month. We we're talking about drug overdosing earlier. Uh, I was three months. Right after that happened, and I got sober not because I wanted to get sober because I could no longer do drugs. Because every time I did, I kept having panic attacks and I'd have to go to the hospital, and I don't want to go to the hospital anymore. So I remember I was three months and I couldn't leave the house and I had agoraphobia. And I remember there was a point where I was sitting on the couch one time, and when I was sitting on the couch, I remember feeling like just hopeless like, what, like I can't leave the front door, I haven't left the house in you know 90 days. And like, and I literally was like this big, dark, black shadow was like coming up over my head. 
And I mind you, I'm sober now. I'm not high. I'm not on a good one. Like there's nothing. There's a big black shadow come over. And there was these big black claws. And I remember I was sitting on the couch and I can feel myself like like going like me getting really small and everything. The room got black. I couldn't hear anything. It's like almost like if you're fainting and this big black claws were coming over me and they had engulfed me. And I literally was like, uh, like, and it was literally telling me like, Ty, kill yourself, kill yourself, die. And I remember there was little fucking light. There was like this little fucking like common sense, like a small little 2% common sense being like, no, Dan. But the feeling that I was just like, I'm fucking tired. Like, I'm fucking tired of the pain. Like, I don't want to be here. But at this time, this thing's like a hold of me. Like, I almost couldn't breathe. And I was like being crushed. Like, I literally felt like I was being crushed. And I was like, I didn't understand it. I didn't know. But all I knew was I wanted to fucking die. Like, at that moment, I'm like, I don't want to feel any more pain. But there literally was this little fucking voice. And it was like me, like, trying to scream to me. No, like, no. And just even that little bit of me was just like, what do I do? And I hadn't prayed in over 10 years because I hated God. I hated God. And I was really fucking scared. Like, I was scared. Like, I was like, should I call 911? Well, first of all, I couldn't move because the thing had me. But I was like, do I call 911 and be like, hey, bro, I want to get something attacking me? That sounds weird. But the only thing I could think of at the time was to call on God. And I literally remember just being like, fuck, okay. And I literally, like, in that little voice was like, because I was, I, I knew I couldn't do it, but that little voice has literally said, God, help me. And it was the first time I'd ever prayed to God or even acknowledged him in 10 years. And in a second, it went, and I was like, and I was fucking scared out of my mind. I dropped on the floor in a fetal position, and I cried. And I cried and I prayed to God for the first fucking time when I said, I fucking can't do this, God. Like, I can't. Like, I tried my whole life doing wh- what I thought was right. And that's where it got me. Mm. <laughs> my choices aren't the best fucking choices. And at that point, I remember I called my mom and my brother at the time. And I was just like, you know, only they would understand like a demon attack, you know, because we were brought up in a church with demons. Um, yeah. So that's what came up for me when I was seeing that. That little voice inside, you know, yeah. listening to that intuitive little voice telling us that little common sense. And through our traumas, through what we've been through is what's going to be created in the future. Bam. Okay. So I'm going to have you pick a card. Which, which bundle do you want? This one's called Evolution of the Soul. This is Messages from Your Ancestors. And this one's Divine Abundance. I want to see what my ancestors got to say. Okay. All righty. Ancestors of Tony Cortez. Only of the highest light. His guides, his protectors, we are asking if you would like to join us right now and speak and connect. 
Tony Cortez, only ancestors of the highest light beings who are protecting him. Any card you want? Go ahead, Chef, to play with them. This is a new deck. Mm. Uh, what, what did we just talk about today? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Damn. No. <laughs> wow okay so the first thing um there we go your ancestors are constantly talking to you remember i said god's always speaking to you mm -hmm. right so this came from your ancestors and this is about them telling you to follow your instincts that that as you grow, as you have discernment, as you connect with your instinct, it, they're going to be razor. What is that? It's a mountain lion. Mountain lion? Like, they're going to get to the level of you literally being able to weed everything out. Weed out the bad, weed out the good. They're saying that you already know the answers ahead of time to trust what you're feeling, to trust the nudges. You have that power. They're asking you to strengthen it. That every instinct you get is going to be correct. That you already have this gift. You already see. You're already a seer. You're a seer and a filler. That they are with you. There's three of them. There's three ancestors who are with you. And they're constantly speaking to you. They're constantly guiding you. They said you already fucking know. <laughs> yeah, they said you already know. You already know. Like, like you have the answers always to stop second guessing yourself. Because it's like you're constantly in question instead of saying, oh, fuck, I felt that. And being like, this is to be true. They're saying stop second guessing yourself. Because they're literally being like, bitch, he don't need no help. Like, he got it. Like, he knows. Because so about you trusting that. The instinct that you have, like you completely owning it and being like, oh, I saw that. Oh, I saw that coming. Like, oh, I see that. Like any time now that they're saying anything to do with your instinct, anything uncomfortable, anything that's <sighs> questionable, that they're sh they already show you ahead of time. Mm. So realize the next time you ask somebody a second opinion or you're like, hey, what did you, what did you feel about this? That 
that that's a moment that they're letting you know, like, you don't have to ask that person. You already have the answers. But but be aware then. So next time you're like, hey, mom, like, I have a question about this. Or, hey, friend, or whoever you're going to talk to, like, what do you think about this? Be aware that that's a moment where you should be like, wait, hold on. Before I ask, let me discern. Let me ask self. Does this feel soul aligned? Does this feel like it's going to go to another level? Or is this a, a warning? So now it's it's you get to um, strengthen your gift because then you're going to start saying that you're a seer. Mm-hmm. And that's how strong, like a mountain I like. Sh- look at look at how they're already looking like, I'm watching you, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, there we go. It's already there. That's Thank you. Yes, you're welcome. It's the rest of the cards. I have the. Okay. Put the prayer. Oh. Okay, so this is our prayer. As everyone knows, this is our prayer altar, and I'm constantly praying, and me and my spirit team. Oh, okay. Sorry, guys. Okay, well, there's a table here to the side of me, and I have a white candle which is for manifestation. Oops. And every one of my guests that has ever come on my podcast has a prayer, a manifestation, a goal, a desire that they're calling in. So I have it underneath the white candle because the white candle, while I pray, it activates all of these prayers and manifestations. And the fire allows it to transmute into the cosmos and as it's in the cosmos, there's like these little cosmic threads connecting you now to that timeline. Mm. So now we've connected them. So now we're quantum leaping them at rocket speed to us. So now everything on here, my prayer is we quantum leap it so that we close that gap, in that timeline. Mm. So I'm going to light the candle. And you light the candle. Which means we're quantum leaping timelines, which it is here now at this moment. Every prayer, every manifestation that we're calling in. Bam. Bam. Okay. That's my favorite part. (laughs) Okay, Tony. Cortez, the conqueror. Okay, I have so many questions. Cool. Who called? Well, it's perfect because before he even starts his story, so. (laughs) I would have sucked if he was like in the middle. They all turn off. If you turn off the airplane mode, does it stop calling or no? It still goes through. Oh, I didn't even know that. 
<laughs> no, no, it turns this happens a lot, it's and I'm like, fuck, yeah. yeah. <laughs> People know I don't answer. Okay, well, put them on. Don't not disturb me, huh? I'm gonna be pissed if it happens again. <laughs> That pisses me off when people call more than oh, once. Oh yeah. Oh, just okay. So that one's probably off. Um. No, the do not disturb. Oh, you did put it on. Oh, okay. Uh, make sure the iPad to me, huh? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're all connected to my iCloud. Perfect. Okay, so I'll be why that one's the only one that went through. Okay. We're on? Oh. Oh, you're right. Oh. No, 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 I know. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> okay. Hi, guys. <laughs> Welcome back. And dear friends, don't call me during my podcast. Thank you. Ding, ding, ding. Okay. Tony, Tony, Tony. I'm super honored to have you here. Thank, Thank you. you for being present. Thank you for the decisions and the choices you made in your life. I honor you for that. I'm proud of you for that. You're a beautiful soul. You're so fucking powerful. And I'm excited for what's next in your life. Thank you. So I definitely need, everybody needs to hear your story. So he's going to share a story and I'm going to zipper this up. <laughs> Oh, okay, yeah, okay. Okay. Okay, Tony, um, tell me your story, because I, I know that's going to take us right to fighting. Okay, so uh, I was born in Torrance. Um, my family all lived in the projects in Wilmington and Dana Strand projects. My mom met my dad, and then uh, I had, like, my first birthday there. They tore the projects down, and then we just started moving around all over L.A., I lived in Wilmington, Long Beach, and stuff. It was like, it wasn't that bad, but it was, it was ghetto. You know, like there was always people trying to like fucking kidnap me and shit. Like the neighbors, like we lived next to a halfway house, and it was they were just weird. They were always trying to take me. Are you serious? Yeah. Do you remember these things? Yeah, they used to like give me candies and shit. <laughs> yeah. And, fucked up but luckily i never got taken right and then uh my mom my mom left my dad and then uh we started living with my grandparents moved around a little bit i was getting in trouble um the way me and my dad used to really bond was through fighting like i he, i would fight him when i was like five he'll slap me around i'll start crying he'll tell me i was a pussy and shit like that regular shit uh, I'll fight the neighbors. I like just wanted to beat everybody up because I'll come home and I'll tell my dad, oh, I beat up so-and-so. He's like, yeah, that's right. You know, like, that's my son right there. Oh, it's like a way for you to bond. Yeah. Oh. And I always heard stories about my dad beating people up too. So I, I looked up to him because my dad was like, he's, he's a G. And I, that's how I wanted to be. And then uh, when my mom left my dad, I was kind of like lonely, you know? Um, and I started getting in trouble at school, 
So she put me in the sports. And I started playing soccer. They kicked me off the soccer team because I was too aggressive. And, like, I tried to fight the coach and shit. So my mom was like, you want to fight? And I'm like, hell yeah, I want to fight. <laughs> <laughs> I was, right, here's the belt. No. <laughs> I was, like, 10 years old. And uh, she put me in Taekwondo. And I did that for, like, a couple days. But they always wanted me to bow and be like, yes, sir, no, sir. Yeah. And I'll be like, fuck no, because I was just a bad kid. Dang. And the fucking coach didn't like me, so he kicked me out. He didn't want me there. So then my mom's like. Uh, At 10 years old, you got kicked out of Taekwondo. <laughs> I was just bad. But uh, she put me in. Oh, so we go to Costco, and they had just built a UFC gym in Corona. And I was, like, begging her to to just go inside and just look at it. Like, I didn't want to sign up. I just wanted to look at it. And then we go inside, and uh, her and my aunt put their money together. And then uh, they put me into the gym. And then three weeks after my first training session, I had my first fight. And I never stopped fighting after that. Dang, how old were you? 10? I was, like, I think I had just turned 11. Wow. I didn't know. What, what, at what age are people allowed to do that with kids? I used to do illegal fights when I was a kid. <laughs> they would put like... Of course you did. <laughs> yeah, they would put like a cage in the alley behind a gym. Yeah. And they, they would sell tickets and then all the kids would just fight each other. Oh, dang. That's how I started fighting, yeah. It was pretty... Like, they'll you just show up, they'll be like, you're the same size as him. Okay, you're going to fight him. And I was, like, 11, fighting, like, 16-year-olds because I was a big-ass 11-year-old. I fought a 16-year-old. I fought an 18 or a 17-year-old. And I was winning both the fights, and then I got I fucking lost at the end. They were just older than me. Right. Bigger, stronger. But I was down, though. I've always been down. But then uh, I, I, I started wrestling in high school to get better at fighting. I was a really fucking good wrestler. I was ranked number six in the state. And then uh, my senior year, I go to state and I I dislocated my collarbone my first match. And I still went out to wrestle again with a dislocated collarbone. I just put my arm behind my back and I went out to wrestle. And fucking, I got taken down. That shit just popped out even more. And I got like really depressed because, I don't know, I, I really wanted to place at state and I didn't, so... Then I started hanging out with the wrong crowd. And I'm like, maybe this shit's not for me. You know, maybe fighting's not for me. I had a, a weak-ass mentality. And then I started getting into drugs and hanging out with the wrong crowd and doing stupid shit like stealing, like all the dumb shit you could do, you know, trying to be cool, make money, do what you, do what you got to do. And I didn't go to school. I didn't. I stopped going to school. I stopped doing all that shit. And... I saw a lot of bad shit happen, um, and uh, I did a lot of bad shit. A lot of my friends died. Um, it all happened really fast, like that life that I was living. It just went downhill super fast. A lot of my friends got arrested. They have life. Um, some died. Um, my, then my brother died, and that was like what like really fucking like hurt me to my core and then um I was just really bad on drugs and uh I went home and my, my mom had just 
she did ayahuasca when I was 17 years old, but we weren't really that close. I was like very distant and I wanted to do my own thing. But she always like when she came back from ayahuasca, she used to like sing to the plants that she had and like I would make fun of her. I'd be like, You're you're a tree hugger and shit <laughs> like that. My mom's way super young. She's like she had me really young. So we kinda grew up together. So uh I would always just make fun of her. And then uh one day I, I came home and she had been praying for me like a lot because I was out in the streets. And I came home at like fucking four in the morning. It was like raining and shit. And I knocked on her door and I'm like, I want to change my life. And she's like, are you sure? And I'm like, yeah, I'm serious about it. And she's like, okay, we'll come in. And uh, from there, I started doing a bunch of uh, Wachuma ceremonies. Mm -hmm. It's like a cactus, you, you know. Yeah. So uh, I did a couple in Lake Tahoe with some people that were hosting the ceremonies and the drugs had fucked me up mentally like really 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 bad to the point where I was like like stuck in an episode of like constantly thinking the same thing over and over thinking people were trying to kill me what kind of drugs were you on fentanyl fentanyl mm -hmm. I was snorting fentanyl every day that's a downer right yeah so uh those who don't know fentanyl is uh is classified like in the same family as heroin yeah yeah it's stronger than heroin yeah it's fucking terrible but i don't even know how i survived that <laughs> like a lot yeah, of people God, died you know yeah, we, you had a purpose you weren't going out anytime soon yeah. God's like, nah. <laughs> well, and then uh so i started doing these ceremonies because i was fucking crazy I used to, like, make shit up and say people were trying to kill me. I couldn't sleep at night because I thought, like, somebody was going to come in and fucking shoot me. Nobody was doing that. Right. I had, like, a a weird fucking thing going on. Like, a car would pass by my house, and I'd run to the window to see whose car it was and try to remember all the cars in, in the same. Uh, so if there was a new car, I'd have, like, fucking bad paranoia. <laughs> it was terrible so i was like basically stuck in hell in my own head yeah like i was in hell and then uh i left my mom's house and i went to my grandparents house and i just started eating mushrooms every fucking day for like a week straight and i had done the wachuma ceremonies but they didn't do like they helped me but not like to like purge everything out so then i started eating all these fucking mushrooms and then one day i just fucking go crazy because i was eating an eighth of mushrooms every day wake up eat an eighth of mushrooms wake up eat an eighth of mushrooms and i ended up in the hospital because i just started breaking shit in the house fucking slamming my head into shit i had like a fucking weird thing and what did you if you know what i'm asking what what would you see on the mushrooms yeah i wouldn't see anything it was more so like what i was thinking of myself and what was that i thought i was the devil I really felt like I was the devil. And then uh, I went to the hospital. They had me fucking tied up and shit. And then um, my mom came to pick me up. And she took me back home. And that's when I went back home again. And then uh, two months later, she asked me if I wanted to do ayahuasca. And I was like, hell yeah. So I did the whole diet. I fucking left to Peru. 
Um, and I was out there for two weeks, and I did five ceremonies. Shit. I did five ceremonies. <laughs> Very intense. <laughs> yeah. And I saw, like, all the darkest, most, like, evil things about myself. And it was, like, cold. It was fucking lonely. It was, it was fucking terrible. And I, I just, I realized that the way that I was looking at life is, like, you know, you have, like, the cup. And it's halfway full. Mm-hmm. And you could look at it halfway gone or halfway full. And I was just so ungrateful for my life and everything that I had. I was always focused on what I didn't have and not what I did have and how I could use it to better myself. So I realized that. And then um, a lot of other stuff, too. I even met an alien (laughs) during the ceremony. Yeah. What did the alien say? He's like, you got to be strong. And then he just fucking left. And then I turned into an eagle. And I was, like, flying over, like, a bunch of fucking little robots and shit. It was, like, a war. And then uh, I'm, like, I'm going to kill these fools. And I started killing them. And then I started thinking, I'm going to get shot. I'm going to get shot. And then I got shot. And then I came back to my body. And I realized that, like, what you're thinking is what is going to come into fruition. So if you're thinking like a bitch, then you're going to fucking live that kind of lifestyle. But right. if you think like a boss, you're going to be a fucking boss. So... It's that easy. That's what I learned. It's super fucking easy. And then my life changed after that. I came back home. Two months later, I won my first belt. And then uh, I won uh, 10 belts after that consecutively. I haven't lost in three years. I haven't lost one fight. Wow. How many fights have you had? I've had 10 fights. 10 fights. haven't lost one. 10 fights. Like MMA fights. Yeah. I've had boxing matches. I've had wrestling matches. Jiu-jitsu matches. I've not, I haven't lost in anything for three years. And I'm not going to lose because I don't think about losing. Wow. Okay, I have some questions for you. I know we've talked before. And then it's it's interesting because now I have I always take that little key that you gave me. But um, before you get on and you go on, you have like a a little motto, right? Like when you're going, like like there is there is no option for you to lose, right? It's either kill or be killed. Yes. And and how how did you embrace that? Like how did that come about? That thinking and how does that? fuel you when you're out there fighting well i feel like i've died already a couple times you know like in order to change and be better you have to die and let go of the old you so i embrace death and i know that that's the only thing that we're we're um that's for sure gonna happen in our life is we're gonna fucking die so i embrace it i'm like i smile back at it and that's what allows me to just go in there and just fucking run through a motherfucker's face. Because they might be scared to die, and I'm not scared to die. I'll, if I died fighting, I'd die doing what I love. So I hope you kill me. That you ain't going to kill me, because I ain't no bitch. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's so powerful. And so right before you're about to get into that ring, and 
Is it a is it a ringer? Ding. It's a cage. It's a cage. No, like what the like for when it starts. Is it like a ring? Uh huh. Okay. So what is going through your mind? Like like what is your walk us through the process of your mindset when you're walking down and you get in the ring and you're in the ring and you know you're face to face and he makes you guys do the rules or whatever it is. Like walk us through what what is your belief system? What is going through your mind? Like what is hyping you up? Mm-hmm. What I want what I want is to be a a, a good example for for others that kind of like came up like me because i feel like a lot of kids in today's time look up to like like people that look like me right like my face is tatted and shit but all those fools are kind of like stupid as fuck doing drugs talking about the dumbest shit ever (laughs) and i look that way but that but if you get to know me i'm not like that i was like that but i learned from it so now i want to be a good example for kids that were like that you know what i mean and like There's just a bunch of shit that pisses me off, like, the way that the government kind of, like, uses people, the way that, like, they use us to make money for them because they think that they're better than us. I don't know exactly what the fuck it is, but the food that they give us, the water, like, they don't give a fuck about us. (laughs) They don't give a fuck about regular people. And that shit pisses me off, and it makes me fucking mad. And I feel like I get in touch with my ancestors because we got conquered by the Spanish people. And... I started just getting mad. I'm like, I want to rip this motherfucker's face off because I'm so mad about what they did to them. And I want to go back and I want to live how they lived in community, in peace, in love, and in light, and really in touch with nature. Like, because, like, the material world is cool. It's nice to have good shit, you know? But it's not everything. I'd rather have what's real and what's real life. I'd rather be connected to that. This shit's cool, too. You know what I mean? Like, I, I wear earrings and shit. I like it, too. But I know what's real and what's not. And they try to sell us this fake dream where you're constantly chasing the fucking new car, the new house. And they're telling you it's going to make you happy. But it never does because it's not external. It's internal. How you feel about yourself. Do you love yourself? Do you love God inside of you? That's what matters. So that shit. It's kind of like they're selling us like a fucking fake dream. So I want to go out there and in order for me to have a a platform to be able to tell people this, I got to beat the shit out of somebody and like, let's do it. Let's go to war. So that's why I get hyped up. And I'm like, like nobody could stop me. Nobody could beat me in a fight because my purpose is greater than theirs. What are they going to do with that platform? Mm. They don't know shit. Mm. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. Like, you, like you're going out there, like you're fighting for a cause, mm-hmm. versus like if they're just going out there because they're trying to be the best fighter. Mm-hmm. So, okay, so yeah, so you're you're driven by your cause, by your your passion to change the world. Like, they're you're I okay, I got that. <laughs> yeah, I use I use like you know like you were saying like darkness and light. I use the darkness inside of me, which is the anger and the fucking fury that I have to be able to shine light on the world and show people like that I overcame drugs and what I did to do that and that's choose purpose over pleasure choose god and choose love and choose life and choose light over all the other bullshit that doesn't matter that they tell us what that that's what matters but it's not true purpose over pleasure 100 fucking percent with that wow 
I, and I know you've shared before as well, like um, your brother motivating you. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy because I never really believed in manifestation. But when my brother passed away, I was like, let me try this shit out, you know. And uh, I knew I had I had a uh, had a choice where I had a fight two months and it, it was already lined up. My brother passed away and I still have that fight. I'm like, I could crawl up in a ball. I could hide and I could be like, I don't want to fight because I'm sad or I can do my job and do what I have to do, and I can use my brother as motivation. I'm not going to say, oh, my brother died. I don't want to fight anymore. I'm so sad, and put it on my brother that I don't want to fight because I'm being a little bitch. So I tell myself, oh, my brother passed away. Let me go win this fight for my brother. Mm. So the day my brother passed away, I, I ran five miles, and that shit was tough because I wanted to be with my family. I wanted to be crying too, you know, but I'm like, I, I'm going to do this for him. And, uh, yeah, I trained fucking every day, but not only was I training, I was writing a mantra down every day. I was saying it in my head every day and I was speaking it out loud every day. And then I would start crying and feeling like I fucking did it. And I'd be like, so happy. And I'd be like, I won my fight. And I'll tell myself, I will knock Galdino Ibarra out in less than 10 seconds. I will knock Gald all over and over and over for fucking hours. And then I would do that and I would feel it. And then I would practice the move that I was going to knock him out with. <coughs> and then I knocked him out in six seconds. <laughs> Damn. Knocked him out in six seconds. It was crazy. It was a crazy feeling. So visualization. You visualized it. You made it real. And you like anchored it in as your reality, as your truth. Mm-hmm. Now... Have you been able to apply that same method to any other area of your life? Have you used it again? Or was it just that one time? Yeah, I think, well, I have a goal in mind, and I know that I'm in alignment with that goal. So it's happening as we speak. I'm here right now. So I'm doing what I'm doing it. I love it. I love it. Wow, I love that. Okay, so visualization. The mantras, mantras, affirmations, just anchoring it in, like making it real. Today, if you can give anybody like the biggest, like your, your biggest takeaway from your experience as a fighter, your experience with your brother's death, with you know getting sober off drugs you know getting your life all back together and and getting out of that fucking mental prison that darkness that like you truly believed you were the devil himself like today what would you say is your biggest takeaway like that you want to like give and say claim the biggest takeaway, I would say that it is to allow yourself to be uncomfortable and and seek uncomfortability because in there you will find who you are and you will see what you need to work on. And either you're gonna you're gonna 
you're going to make or break, and that's up to you. But I would say just to pray, too. If you don't want to be broken, then pray and let God guide you. And don't try to fucking control everything because it's never going to work out like that. Sometimes you might, you know, get lucky and knock that fool on six seconds, but shit, <laughs> God always has his own his own plan for you. And, like, just always be grateful for what you got and what's already in your life. And if you're just grateful for that, everything else will come on its own. What is your, do you have a model that, a motto or a favorite quote that you live by? Yeah, I like the quote by uh, Mike Tyson, where he said, uh, fear is like fire. Um, it could burn your house down or you could cook with it. So like, I love the pressure. I love feeling fear, but it's like, like, again, it's, it's either going to make or break you and you got to, you got to let it make you. If you wanna, if you wanna be successful in life, and be strong enough to take care of the people around you, like you gotta accept that you're, you feel that fear, and then use it to help you. Don't let like, don't let. Okay, a negative thought comes in right to my head, and I think, fuck, maybe what if I lose my fight? Like, those thoughts happen. I beat them with two positive thoughts. So I'm going to knock this fool out or I'm going to tap this fool out. And then when those thoughts come to my head, I laugh at myself and I go work out. I go run and I do the things that I have to do to win because it's like it's like I'm checking myself. Like, I know I'm not invincible. Something like I it's it's possible. But if I don't let it happen, then it's not possible. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, you're going to have those negative thoughts, but use it to make yourself better. Like, if you have any sense of doubt, then you should be working harder. Ooh. Put the work in. Yeah. Put the motherfucking work in. <laughs> I love how you, how you said, like, when you're in that dark place, you go work out, you go train. Like it's like you have a daily set of habits mm -hmm. that set you up to be you are fucking invincible because you've never lost a motherfucking fight. <laughs> but you can't claim that. I am fucking motherfucking invincible. I do feel like that sometimes. Yeah, you really are. <laughs> and um the your daily sets of habits. Tell tell us more about that. What's your day yeah, because I know Everyone I've ever talked to who's successful, anyone who's winning, anyone who's conquered those demons, like, I know as well as me, like, I have demons every fucking day. Like, people are always like, you're so high vibrational, you're so fucking happy, and I'm like, bro, like, every minute on the minute, I'm, like, fighting voices. Mm -hmm. I'm like, and I just think, like, other people aren't. Like, I have to be in a constant state of fucking la 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 to stay up. Do you know what I mean? Like, and I'm just like, so I give people my habits. Like, I tell people, okay, this is what I do, you know? And so, like, share a little bit more with us, like, what you do. Because you're you're bright on it. And the number one thing for sure is you working out, training. It 
releases endorphins, dopamine. Mm-hmm. Like you can't be depressed, right? While you're working out, like that's physically impossible. I've ever, never heard someone after say, man, that was, I'm just depressed after that fucking workout. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. The dopamine high. So share with me, like what, like your habits. What do I do every day? Mm-hmm. So Mondays I train uh, 10.30 to 12.30. So I wake up, eat breakfast, drink water, go straight to the gym, train for two hours, take a shower at the gym, go home, take a nap, get ready for my next training session. And then I train from either five to seven or six to eight. So then I have my next training session. And then uh, Tuesdays, I wake up early as fuck, like six in the morning. I train from seven to nine. And then I leave the gym. I drive to Moreno Valley and then I train from 12 to two. And then the rest of the day, I just, I either chill the rest of the day so I can recoup for the next training session the next day, or I work out at night, depending on how I feel. If I feel okay, then I'll work out at night. And then uh, Wednesday is the same as Monday. Thursday is the same as Tuesday. Uh, Friday morning, I have strength and conditioning from 12 to 2. And then I have sparring from uh, 7 to 9. And then uh, Saturday, I have sparring from 11 to 1, boxing. And then Sundays, I'll do like a light jog. And that's every week is the same. Okay, I love that. Now, what do you think would happen if you didn't have fighting, if you weren't doing that on a daily basis, that habit? I'd probably be in prison or in jail or something like that, or dead. I'd probably go crazy. So we were talking earlier, and um, you were just saying how there's so much feelings that you have. There's a lot of anger, mm-hmm. right? And then how what, what, how do you manage that? Well, fighting really teaches you how to control it because if you're, if you're fighting somebody and you get angry and you start to try to hurt them, then you're going to get tired. So you have to be very calm when you're fighting. Really calm. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's so crazy. Cause I would have thought like, ah, let me just go out there and ah. Nope. It's the complete opposite. Uh, you have to be very calm. You have to be thinking. Like calculated. Calculated. Well, if you're a good fighter, right? Like right. me. <laughs> if you're the conqueror. <laughs> this is why he is the conqueror. You guys take notes. <laughs> so then you're going and you're, you're setting things up. And then you have that little spritz of where you can release that anger when you mm-hmm. see that opening. And then you fucking try to take that motherfucker's head off. And then you're back to being calm, watching what he's doing, making him miss, making him move. And then again, bah, 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 boom. then you let that anger out again. And then you can, the, then the way that you fight is the way that you're going to go through life because life's a fight. So when I start to feel angry, I use it to, to make me better because I train, I work out or I hit the bag which makes me better at fighting, makes me more conditioned, makes me a greater fighter. So the same it's the same thing in fighting. When you feel that little bit of anger, you got to wait for that right moment. Because if you let it control you, then you're going to get your ass beat. But if you can control it, then you're going to fucking win. Just like in life, if I let contr- my anger control me, it definitely lead me the wrong way. Because, you know, like, I, th- there's a lot of people that I just want to, beat up like <laughs> there's a lot there's a lot of people that like i want to hurt 
but I can't because I know where it's going to take me. Yeah. So it is what it is. I just kill him with success. <laughs> Damn, that's the best way. And who would you say is your your who who any whether they're alive or dead, who would you say is your biggest inspiration? Mm. Mike Tyson and Hernan Cortez. Hernan Cortez. He's he's the the guy who conquered the Aztecs. Really? Yeah. Oh shit! What did he do? He uh. What does that mean? Conquered the Aztecs. He fought them. He the he's a Spanish guy who uh-huh. led the the conquest to conquer the Aztecs. Mm. But he did it for. He said he's a, he has a quote. He said, "We the Spanish have a sickness of the heart that can only be cured by gold." Shut the fuck up. Wow. He was he was a bad guy. He was a really bad guy. Wow. That's crazy. But the only reason that that I pretty much look up to him is because uh he was under a governor of uh Cuba and this guy was like he was over him and he wanted to go and conquer the the Aztecs, but uh, Hernan Cortez became good friends with him. He took over his his army. He took his boats. He left. He took all of them. They showed up to Mexico. He set all the boats on fire, all of them, and he said, we're going to conquer or we're going to die here. Oh, that sounds familiar. Is that where we we learn um, the other quote that says... um Oh, we just burn all the boats, so there's no there's no plan B. There yeah. should be a plan B, right? That's where it comes from. Oh shit. Damn. He burned he burned all the ships. Smart. Either A, he's sick in the head, or he's just motherfucking smart. Because it is, right? Like you said, do or die. He had three hundred soldiers with him against an entire fucking Dang. Like I don't know how many Aztecs there were, but there was a lot more than three hundred. There was there's probably like a million, right? So, like, him and 300 people conquered the whole fucking empire. Dang. But I want to do the same thing, mm-hmm. but the right way, because I'm better than him. That's why I call him. I have the same last name as him, too. Uh, that's why I call myself the Conqueror. But. Are you, oh, shit. That wouldn't. Yeah. How did you come up with that name? <laughs> yeah, just because of him. I remember when I was in, in, in elementary school. I saw him in the fucking history book. This is before I even started fighting. And his name said Hernan Cortez. I was like, that's me. Oh, wow. That's weird, huh? I wonder if there's maybe some kind of like past life linking you guys together. The fact that you're drawn to him, that's usually there's something like past life connection. Maybe. I just know that if he was here right now, I'd beat the fuck out of him. (laughs) And you would win? Yeah. <laughs> okay, I have to go to the bathroom. So I'm going to have you share um, something real quick. Um, oh, share your fight details. Okay, um, share with people. Um, if somebody's, if kids are, maybe kids are watching, how to get their kids. Give par- okay, If there's parents watching right now, give them some advice on what to do with kids who are troubled and angry. 
Okay. Go to the bathroom. So you could look there and just give advice. All right. Mm. Kids that are troubled and angry. I'll say if you have like if you have a kid who's troubled and angry, to put them in uh either boxing or jujitsu because both of them teach you a lot of control. Jujitsu teaches you how to be somebody that's bigger than you and stronger than you with technique. And if you get angry and if you let your anger control you, then you would lose. And it's the same thing with boxing. Um, boxing boxing's more of a sport for like kids from the street that don't really have much. You just you get a pair of gloves, a mouthpiece, and you show up to the gym, learn how to fucking punch the right way, and then uh, they throw you in there with some fighters, and you either get beat up or or you beat them up. And the same thing with boxing. Um, if you get angry in a in a boxing match, then you're gonna get beat up because you're gonna get tired. So th- both of those will teach your 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 kid discipline and uh control over their emotions <laughs> we tie too but <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i was holding that <laughs> <laughs> the whole hernan cortez story i was like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's why I went before. I knew I was, gonna, I was like, I could hold it, but I'm probably have to go sooner or later. Oh, okay. So I missed that, but. Um, I, um, oh, okay. Perfect. Uh, let's see if there's anything. I think we covered it all. Oh, so uh, just share with us uh, your fights. What's coming up? I have a fight lined up. Uh, December 9th. I don't know who my opponent is. I had three opponents and they all pulled out scared. Really? Yeah, they were scared. So oh, shit. They're trying to find me somebody to fight right now that's like. Nobody down. wants to fight you? <gasps> wow. They're all scared. <laughs> well, shit, you never lost one fight. My coach always tells me, he's like, enjoy this because one day you're going to get old and everybody's going to want to fight you. <laughs> Like damn. Oh. So yeah, December 9th, I'll be fighting on Paramount Plus, and it'll also be aired on Univision, so channel thirty four. Okay, perfect, perfect. Uh, his social media, Instagram, was on his page this whole time. We're gonna have it linked down below. Uh, do you have anything you want to plug in? Any products, sponsors, or mm-hmm. anything? Any less? Nah, I'm good like that. Touches. Thank you to you for having me. Thank you for sharing your stories. Of course. Okay, you guys. Is it on double? Okay. 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 Thank you for coming on and sharing your story. Thank you for being vulnerable. Thank you for taking a stand for transformation. Thank you for taking a stand for world transformation to, to get us to the next level for our awakening. Um, I'm proud of you. Thank Keep you. inspiring, and I'm gonna have you on again. <laughs> All right, you guys, give this video a thumbs up. Leave a comment down in the comment section. 
are subscribed, if you're not subscribed, follow Tony, show him.